This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now. Unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. Welcome to the Ajima Podcast. My name is Peter Kim. And I'm Wenji Kim. And we are your hosts with the most this Wednesday afternoon. Oh You'll be God. hearing this on Thursday. Thank you so much for joining us. Wow. It's been uh, a couple of weeks since the election. It's and been one week since you, like that Barry Nathan Gain gets Leggett song. Barry Nathan oh Lady song. Yeah. Like it's been too much. It's been, yeah, it's been <laughs> way too, too damn much. <laughs> the stuff that I'm seeing on Twitter is too much. I, you know, once Twitter came out with the fleet, have you done the fleet? What is it? Have you fleeted? No. What's fleet? <laughs> Tell me what it is. It's like it's an Insta story, basically. It's a Twitter story. Instead of calling it a Twitter story, they called it a fleet because it's a fleeting tweet. It disappears. Everybody uh, copied it from Snapchat. Okay. Remember when Snapchat first came out? Everyone's like, <gasps> dick pics. Yes. And they <laughs> went crazy. Um, and then they turned it into this whole thing with filters and, oh, I look like a mouse. Uh, so Twitter has the same thing now because they're like, how do we make sure people don't leave our platform? Yeah. Uh, because I guess thousands and thousands are leaving um, Twitter for things like Gab and Parler, which oh, are now Parler, like yeah. conservative yes. safe spaces <laughs> to be racist and misogynistic. <laughs> you know what? What a what a what a little snowflake you are that you need a safe space to be hateful. <laughs> Like you can't, oh. you can't just tweet lies. You can't, yeah. You can't just do that and then not have people come after you. Oh, poor, poor baby. Well, I, are people leaving Twitter for real? Uh, conservatives are. Okay. I'm sure they're they're bridging both. It's kind of like every sh- social media platform has a, a very uh, short expiration. Yeah. You know, like Facebook became like MySpace within five years. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, truly. Yeah, truly. it became like a garbage ass platform that young people were like, "Ooh, that's what my grandpa uses." Yeah, and it I, became. And it's also obsolete. back to like old days where like a post will get like three or four likes, and that's like I know it doesn't matter because it's just mostly like top aggregator. It's like Insta, you know. Yeah. It's, it's a exactly. sort of still very egalitarian. It is somewhat of a flat. It's a flatter thing. All of it, all of it is geared towards serving you ads. So if you're not engaged or being like getting people's eyeballs onto your content, yeah. it's not, it's getting algorithms out. Like I went on Facebook and I posted something and it got zero interactions. And I was like, oh, I have to shut this down. Like this is no longer for my ego. What is this for? <laughs> what other function does this have? Besides Do you use it? You don't even use it for messenger? No. If you're going to message message me on Facebook, we shouldn't be friends. <laughs> These are like improv people that I don't like. You know, like like yeah, I, yeah. I took like an improv class with you once. He's like, hey, how's it going? Like, don't fucking, don't contact me. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like in Chicago anyway. So, well, I mean, I guess it doesn't matter now because who's booking shows? Well, that's why I got back on when I went to... Remember in 2016, after Trump happened, yeah, I yeah. deleted my Facebook. Like, actually deleted you all my to. data, everything. Had I had to. Yeah. I was in a bad way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah. to the point where my youngest brother, 11 years younger than me, was like, Young, are you okay? <laughs> I'm getting worried. And I was like, okay, a 21-year-old's checking me? <laughs> I need to get off this thing. <laughs> you were becoming a danger it. to yourself and others. Yes. <laughs> And most, most importantly, I was being a cunt to my family. So they weren't liking it. And um, yeah, I, I had to get that out of my life. And then when I came to LA, everyone was like, oh, how do you get on shows without Facebook? Yeah. Everyone's booking on Facebook. Everyone's booking on Facebook. And I was like, I guess I just won't fucking get booked. And I didn't. And I was like, okay, I'll get on Facebook. <laughs> I got on Facebook and I, I got booked on two shows. And then I was like, forget this. And so now it's deleted again. Really? Yeah, I'm off. I don't need it. Like, yeah, the show thing was definitely a thing. Yes. Yeah. But I guess now I there are no like more shows, fumbling. so it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. What, I'm not going to get booked on your Zoom show? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> 
great. I'll sit here and watch Emily in Paris again. (laughs) I love that show. It was so good. You what? I watched it. So good, right? It was good. I mean, that's what I was like. Am I just fun? Maybe because the way that everyone's and the internet was talking about it, I was just like, do I just have? Am I just? Do I just have bad taste? Like I love this show. I think it's good. Like I think it's legitimately good. Like I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, Me I don't, too. Like I don't. I, I mean, I thought. I mean, because everyone needs to be Michaela Cole now. You know what I mean? Everyone yeah. has to like write this dramedy about you know the human Rape? condition. Like, I, mean, like, I don't want to say it. You said it. I don't want to say it. What we're but calling yeah. that the R word too? How do we differentiate between the two R words? <laughs> You have to put R word sex, R word person. Word. Like, what are you talking about? R word mental. Yeah. Like, what? Are we, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I thought it was good. I understand what it is, and that's the thing. It was that's basic. What, yeah. Why it's is basic, basic bad? Yes. I don't understand why people are like. I get why basic ass bitches are bad because they're not woke and whatever. But like, are basic bitches this not is entertainment? Woke? I think being basic means that you're woke now. Oh, woke is basic, I guess. What's like the new woke? I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know that we were saying the word rape. So I don't know. (laughs) No, I just didn't want to, you know, like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. It's just crazy. It's a crazy time. I don't want to get canceled. I just want to be basic and live in Paris and get fucked by hot guys. Like, is that too much to fucking ask? Apparently, Apparently. I mean, I thought, I thought it was actually good. Like, but the thing is, I know... I wonder no illusions of what it's supposed to be. It's not winning an Emmy. Yeah. By by no means. Everything okay? needs to win an Emmy. Then no one can everything. win an Emmy. Then no one can win an Emmy. Like if everything exactly. wins an Emmy, no one wins an Emmy. Like exactly. Like this these, this bitch is brave enough. Can we just enough. have fun? Yeah, this bitch is brave enough to stand up and lose. <laughs> like you know, like she's losing an Emmy. Why can't we say it that way? <laughs> <laughs> She's not even getting nominated. Yeah. This bitch yeah. doesn't even and want And she's it. totally fine. She she's doesn't great. even want the Emmy. And that is actually very cool. You can't even go to the Emmys because of COVID. What the fuck are you going to do? <laughs> do that stupid like um, taped Emmy thing with the hazmat suit. You're going to do that twice? No. It's done. This just have so, fun. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm back on basic. How about that? Mm-hmm. I'm back to basics. <laughs> we're all we're all basic. We're all wearing sweatpants. We're all yeah. ba- like wearing basics. Literally wearing basics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, we're a fucking Gap ad. Yeah. All right. Like, I mean, what are you talking about? You don't. If you're not wearing a t- white a white tee and sweatpants, like what the fuck is up with you? Like, Why are you trying so hard? Yeah. Where are you going, bitch? And stop going places. I started. I've. You know what I've started to do? I started to wear my bodysuits, but I don't even snap them together at the bottom. I'm just letting them fly free. <laughs> No one's gonna see it. No one's seeing it. So it's just my <laughs> shirt, and I'm not restricting myself. So. I love it. I've been wearing the same fucking hoodie for three and a half months. Yes, that's basic. I'm fine. I'm basic, and I'm good with it. And here's what: uh, there's a lot of this push towards like having like, oh, you don't. It's like being called basic is like being called a racist now. Is it? You know what I mean? It's like people hate being called basic, but it's like you know what? It, it, let's. Dare to be ordinary. How about that? Yeah. Everyone's extraordinary. Everyone's getting a prize. Get the fuck out of here. No, no one who's doing anything right right now needs a prize anyway. You know, like, yeah. it's fine to be just, let's just chill. Let's chill and have a holiday <laughs> where we watch stupid stuff. Okay. The, I watched this Christmas movie on Netflix which called one? Holiday. It's not even a Christmas movie. No, it's, it's not. Holi- it's, it's a, a holiday, holiday movie. Yeah, they just wind up together around the holidays. <laughs> the fact that Emma Roberts literally says the word holiday in the film, unironically, unironically, a term, a, tar- a term that her aunt Kristen Chenoweth made up in the first act. Who Chenoweth, by just, the way, is like cultivated this thing. I don't like. I think it's weird, but whatever. This like um, old floozy. Yeah, like I'm, bitch, I'm do you? It. Okay, yeah. Honey, the forehead did not move for a second, and I love that. I was like, that had to be. I was like, there's no way that's Botox. That's like that's post. <laughs> Someone fixed that in post. Her forehead. I said. Her in her voice and her body is fifty five. Her forehead is three years old. <laughs> she was looking insane. Yeah, no, but, but she has been for for a while. Like she I guess I haven't 50. seen her on screen really since. Yeah, I mean, I it's, she, it's been for a while that she's been like this. It's been a while. Yeah, 
but I got a kick out of her. I, I love I got, her. I love her. The movie was so fucking stupid. Oh, yeah. And that was the thing. When people, I was like, people were dragging Hubie Halloween. I was like, why aren't, this is the <laughs> dumbest thing I've ever seen. And I'm loving it. I'm loving <laughs> yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah. I was having a great time. It's a shitty thing. Like, I was watching it with Eric and, you know, like, we always, like, complain about things. We love hate watching stuff, yeah, you yeah. know. And I was like, this is like the like a Hallmark Channel movie. Yeah. Or, like, if you watch a Lifetime movie, shit's going to be bad. Like, not everything could be HBO, like, premium, yeah. you know, succession. Like, no, it, we, we need a break from things being too fucking real yes. and too dramatic and too human conditioning because... Hey, sometimes I just want to laugh. I'm, and I'm, I literally yeah. lol like three to six times yes! in that movie, right? <laughs> Same with Hubie. My father-in-law was like, who in your family watched this movie? Because we share uh, a Netflix password. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like, watch okay. this movie. Holidays? <laughs> Holiday? First of all. Yeah. <laughs> who was Holiday? Who was watching Holiday? Holiday? <laughs> who in your family? Holiday? And I was like, uh, obviously me. Who do you me. think? Obviously me. And I <laughs> yeah. loved it. And it was like, because he started saying it was so bad. I was like, listen, you can't say anything bad about this movie that I haven't already said. Yeah. But I love it. It's like, yeah. you know what? How the only person that can say bad things about a movie is the person that loves it. <laughs> like, uh, you mean the chi- your child? Your child. Like, yeah, like yeah, child. exactly. Like, I, only I get to say bad things. You actually hate it and you think it's bad. But I appreciate it. I had a great time. I like that it's bad. Can I just say that? Yeah. Like the movie, the the I looked up the budget. It was thirty million dollars. This is barely a like bigger budget than a indie film. <laughs> and you know what? And this this is the thing. This is the other part. It's because I love fucking show business, and every single person on that set trying their best. That's what they gave us. They were trying their fucking trying best. Their best. The male actor was, you know, okay, can I just say the male actor was very hot, but he was really giving it and he was really pushing to the limits, the craft of acting. I know. And he, it's, oh my God. so tall. <laughs> tall, tall. And the sexy was so crazy because she is tiny. tiny. She looks like a child. Her body is bird-like. Oh, that and was... You know, one of my biggest pet peeves is, and nobody fucking talks about this, is when they cast people with different sized heads. Yes. Don't give me a, don't give me a chumok face and a fucking chingban face. Don't do that. And if you, don't put them in the same frame. Don't, it looks crazy. Put they someone, look like different species. But, you know what I mean? Put someone downstage. Like perspective. Yeah. Like, yeah. Pers- force the perspective. God damn! When they were kissing, I was like, "He's gonna eat her fucking head." Oh, my favorite, my the most cr- <laughs> the the part where I actually did have to walk away because I did get mad was when because yeah. <laughs> I because you know I felt betrayed. I don't even with we've already been on a ride and I felt betrayed <laughs> yeah. by this moment when he what leans happened? in and he talks about her lips. <laughs> in the- <laughs> Oh my god! In a gross in the grocery store, I did yeah. have to stop and walk away because I was like, "This actually, the di- the director was obligated to, cu- to yell cut here and say try again." <laughs> and that was the fifth take. <laughs> you know, okay, so it was written. It was written by a white woman. Yeah, of course. Who is, uh, an actor? Okay, and then. <laughs> And that woman, look at Barack her, Obama? It, like, <laughs> what? I don't know. I'm just making a stupid um, joke. Okay, what was it? No. she She's like, if you look at her credits, like, it was mostly acting roles. And then she wrote, like, one thing. And then this was her second thing. So, wow. kudos to her. Get, yeah. your, get your bags, whatever. But the way it was written was so crazy. Because it was, it was as if, like, okay... I, I need you guys to, if you're going to watch it, look, watch it through this lens. Imagine everyone being a MAGA person. <laughs> Imagine everyone being conservative. And it makes total sense. The amount of like blatant gender rolling. Yes. And like women do this, men do this. And even like 
her calling out like, oh, it's cockamamie when they do this in rom-coms. Yes. And then he brings back cockamamie at the end. I'm like, oh, God. You know, like, it's so cringe. But I love watching that kind of shit. I love watching that stupid bad shit, especially when it's holiday. Yes. Yeah. Same. And because it's like, it's tugging on the right heartstrings. I want those t- strings to be tugged. I'm asking <laughs> to be tugged. And that's why yeah. I'm here. I'm at the tug store and this is the tugs. So I'm buying tugs. Like I'm not trying to do anything else. <laughs> I, I truly, I think that this um, dragging of this type of stuff is very bizarre to me. I think also it's because like Netflix has these like pushes for things. So people hate watch this stuff and then drag it together and it takes on a different tenor online because I mean like this is the same shit that everyone's been watching on Hallmark. No one's dragging. You yeah, know? This, this is a genre. This isn't newly bad. This is it's, it's specifically this is a genre of movie and that is bad yes. movie. Yes. <laughs> like I don't think they Emma paid Ra- so little for this movie. Thirty million dollars you guys for a feature film is so small. I mean it's a bargain. And- and you know Kristen but, Chenoweth got like two million. Of yes, them. exactly. <laughs> Which she deserved she her, just, her every performance. Moment, every moment she deserved her boobs, her body, everything looked and the her real forehead. Acting I mean, moment. come on. And the only real acting moments were coming <gasps> yes. from her. Yes. Yes. At the end when she. Yes, that's what I mean. I bet she's like, yeah. I'll do exactly five scenes, and each of those scenes will cost you two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Thousand dollars. If I have to leave my house, it's going to be a quarter million. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, truly, I, it was so bad. It was so, and as a writer, I'm, I'm, I always look at things and I'm thinking, okay, how is the writer pushing this action forward? Like, what is causing what is causing what is causing what? Right. So, like, I love watching bad movies because of that because I'm learning so much about like, oh, this is why she wrote it this way to get this thing, but there's such a more sophisticated, sophisticated way to do it. So it's it's good research for me because when I watch it, I get to have fun and get the, you know, stupid com- like holiday comedy. Sure. But I also get to look at like, oh, what I what didn't I like about this and how would I fix it? Right. As like because she's like blatantly like, oh, I don't like this because of this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or like, oh, no, I, my bra unsnapped. <laughs> like, you know, like it's like. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I will say I went on a whole binge of rom-coms because of this. but um, Me too. I've been watching so many rom-coms. Yeah, yeah. And then I've been yeah. watching, I watch all rom-coms and then I watch all like action war movies. Like basically, <laughs> okay. like, if, if, if a movie had Mark Wahlberg in it, I was watching it. You're watching it? <laughs> Wait, how is that one on Netflix where he is like in jail or whatever? What do you mean? Is he- there was one that came out recently that I wanted to watch, but Spencer I, Confidential. I the, yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah. Okay, I'll watch it. It's like it's a it's a fun. I like. I mean, action. I would say is my favorite genre of movie. Bad is next. M- me too. Really? Fast and the Furious. Any day, give me Fast and Furious. Oh my god! Yeah, action. Give me John Wick. John Wick's. Oh my god! I love all the John Wicks. <laughs> There's no S at the end of it. It's just John Wick. <laughs> yeah, I love all the John Wicks. You're though. going full Ajima right now. <laughs> Pluralizing everything. <laughs> oh, the John Wicks? <laughs> I guess if you look at each movie Please. and successively, there are multiple John Wicks. But I love, all, I love, especially like action comedy. I love an action comedy. Action comedy. I love an action comedy. Rush Hour. I love a Rush Hour. Bad Boys. I love, love a Bad me Boys. A rush hour. Oh, yeah. Did you watch the latest Bad Boys? No, I, I'm afraid to. Why? What if it's bad? <clears throat> it's bad. But it's like, I, I mean, I loved it. Okay. It's very like classic Will Smith um, and Martin Lawrence comedy dynamic. I mean, Martin you know? Lawrence is to me, it's like just the one of the funniest people. One of the funniest people. I will say Martin Lawrence, I don't know if they're the same age or not. Maybe not. But Martin Lawrence aged very roughly. And, uh, and Will, will Smith looks- is like running. Yeah, Will Smith. <laughs> He looks like the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, like he, he actually reversed in age. Yeah. Like he's on some Scientology tip or something. Oh, for sure, for sure. He's anti aging like a motherfucker. He's I mean, he like only eats carrots and like like every day it's like a different <laughs> vegetable that he's allowed to eat. Like it's something like that. Yeah. He must be on some strict shit because he looks fucking good. His body looks tight. 
I oh, mean, yeah. this dude is like in his fifties, and Martin Lawrence was sluggish. Like his, <laughs> he was funny, but it was like every comedic turn or moment took like a beat longer. <laughs> What, I need you to watch it because it's so ridiculous and you can tell the director's like okay I get to watch I, I don't know if it's the same director but like it's these two heavyweights like let's just let them do what they do and then he's like <laughs> filming them and you could see Martin Lawrence just taking forever like it's molasses the way he moves through these comedy beats and you're just like oh god but how do you tell Martin Lawrence like that's not the way to, can you pick it up <laughs> Just like, just a, and a one, two, three, and a five, six, seven, eight, and go. On the beat, on the beat, timing, and timing. You can't tell Martin Lawrence how to fucking deliver a line, you know Will what I mean? Will Smith so, is three years younger than Martin Lawrence. Oh my God, Martin Lawrence felt 70 in this film. <laughs> I mean, it, it's you clear have he to, you have to watch it's it. It's clear he drinks and smokes. It's he, yeah. There's like a bloat to him. Yeah. Whereas Will Smith, his body is a shrine. Yeah. To his ego yeah. and to Scientology, and I love it. <laughs> and I love it. And to and to his love for Jada Pinkett. And to Jada. And to yeah. Jada. Exactly. Like I mean, I, I fucking live for that. I was yeah. riveted. And whatever third person you're bringing. Yes, in. I'm riveted yeah. to the story. I live oh. for her red tables. Like her red table show is so good. So good. And she gets in. She gets in. I mean, yeah. it's like this is to me like what happens when you spend too much money on therapy in LA. <gasps> and I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I'm like, yes, me this too. Is, I love it. Like, <laughs> dig deep. Dig deep. Tell us everything. It's like she she has nothing to lose because she is being her truest self. Yeah, and it, it feels free. She feels so free and like she could say anything. She could go into anything now because she's being so vulnerable. I love it. And that's the thing. It's like when you. I just wish it wasn't on Facebook because I don't have it. Oh, my God. That's right. They should. Netflix should pick that up. Yeah. I mean, I would watch the shit out of that. It is like one. It's like it's like a moment. Like there will be moments where this like her Red Table show is like taking over a cultural moment. Did you see the one with her and Will? Yeah. Oh my god! I was crying. I I I I was trying to get my husband to watch it. I was like, "You, I need you to watch this." He didn't. He didn't, and this is the reason why we're in real trouble. Kiss <laughs> <laughs> Like you can't watch this twenty-minute video. <laughs> I mean, it's long. All the stuff is long. I will say, it's not yeah. like I'm sending him like a cute like whatever video. But uh, yeah, yeah, but it's like, come on, this is like Oprah style. Yes, like important. Yes, about like the yeah. nature of marriage and love. Yes, relationships, yeah. things that we're not really talking about. I mean, the, the two of them really do work on their relationship. Oh yeah, constantly communicating about where they are, yeah. how, what what they need, how they feel. I mean, I can, and see you can tell I, yeah. like they're gonna be together forever, even if they're not sexually together at times. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter. Like you're 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 a unit, no matter what. Like, I, that's the thing. Like, they decided to do that. And yeah. that's, like, that's what so much about, I mean, you know this, being in a long-term relationship, it's, like, so much of it is an active choice. And oh, Every day <laughs> I have to wake up and be like, I will love him. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's, like, it's an active choice. And when you don't choose, because the thing is, like, the love of a child that you have for your child is, like, different. Right, it's automatic. It's like I can't fucking. And also, help you it. could go to jail. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and they're also so vulnerable. They're so right, vulnerable. Right. Like it's like you're, they need you. They need me. Yeah. He doesn't need me. I mean, he does no. need me, and that's part of the thing. He's a grown ass man. Why do you need me so much? Like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're spinning. <laughs> you gotta go spin, and I don't know, go run around the block naked. We'll be right back. <laughs> Okay, we are back. <clears throat> Today we are uh, talking about a few things dealing with politics. I know you're fucking sick of hearing about it. Yes. Because we're sick of talking about it. But guess what? You're listening to the fucking Ajma <laughs> show. All right? Get your shit together. <laughs> fucking fold some laundry. Put it on the background. You'll be fine. <laughs> you'll just use You're here for our cackles anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is so, yeah, this uh, is like a big the, deal, though. It's very specific to Korean Americans. Huge deal. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And this is why I'm so excited. And you know what? I wasn't going to talk about this, but I'm going to say this real quick. I originally was going to talk about this. Um, I don't know if it was New York Times or LA Times article about um, Korean women make specifically mm-hmm. making a historic <laughs> rise into American politics. It was LA Times. And yeah, they yeah. were, it was LA Times. Yeah. But two of those women, one of those women was a kick-ass Korean. We already did. Marilyn Strickland. Yes, in Washington. First, uh, yes, in Washington, uh, a Democratic uh, Congresswoman, half black, half Korean. And she has this great, uh, you should look it up on YouTube. She has this great video where she talks about her mom and it goes into like the past about her dad meeting her mom in Korea and then her being born in Seoul and her mom always saying like, you have to, you know, like represent correctly and this and that and like the pressures of that. It's so beautiful. Anyway, we love her. There are two other people we don't really care for, but they are Korean and they are women. And I was, I, I, that's why I didn't want to talk about that article and talk about this like Korean woman thing. But because two of them were fucking Republican. They're problematic. Yeah. They're problematic. They're GOP. They're very uh, choke the government and, you know, individual states rights and blah, blah, blah. You know whatever, the Ajima right? she is at your church. That Ajima who drives the pinza. Yeah, the Lexus. You know what I mean? Lexus. Lexus. Skinny ass. Yeah. Probably has a slight eating disorder. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You're so. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And yeah. like that. Heat people. Like, like where she. Yeah. Heat people. Like that. She, like, that BB. That BB cream is on. Thick. <laughs> Thick. <laughs> Layers, honey. <laughs> um, <clears throat> she's always dressed to the nines. Yeah. You know what I mean? She probably like doesn't have too much fun. That's yeah. the type that's these are these people. And um, I'm not even going to say who they are because I don't want to give them more <laughs> whatever. The fact that they are in Congress. Yes. Congratulations. We're moving the brand forward. <laughs> but I, I just don't. But we're, I, we're moving the don't. brand forward, but we're pulling our people two steps back. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, anyway, President Moon Jae-in from Korea, Korean president. Uh, heard about the uh, obviously the Korean Americans on their recent election, and they he reached out on Twitter publicly saying, "Delighted and thrilled, together with the Korean people, I extend my congratulations to the newly elected Congresswoman Marilyn Strickland et al." And also Congressman Andy Kim, who he also was a yes. kick-ass Korean who won a second term. Uh, he continued, "They have friendly Korean names, <laughs> Youngwook." Unju, Sunja. And he said, Today your friendly Korean names sound all the more glamorous. Today your friendly Korean names. This is that type of shit where it sounds better in Korean. Yeah, and then you just, translate it, you're like. Translate, Google Translate did him dirty. <laughs> Google Translate did him dirty in this regard. Here. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, You should have a translator. You're the president of South Korea. You should have someone translating. No, this is like a, um, him like pulling his glasses down and like copy pasting inside of his phone situation. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> he said, above all, Koreans living in the U.S. must feel reassured by their presence going forward. I hope to work with all of you for enhancing our OK U.S. Republic of Korea U.S. bilateral relations as well. Um, so yeah, it's a huge deal that the president of Korea is reaching out and saying, congrats, Korean Americans, either immigrants or kyopos. Yeah. And you did it. You are now representing kind of this bridge between the two countries. Now, I don't know how much these Congress people actually believe that they're doing that, but it ought to be. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) I mean, it's also in light of the current administration's relationship with Korea. Um, very Korean, sour. Very the sour. Moment. The Korean um, Korean people's perception of our country right now, given right. our current administration. And then more importantly, it's like this. There is like a certain perception because the Korean people are pretty politically engaged. Um, like a, a lot of people vote. Like, you mean in Korea? In Korea, they're pretty politically yes. engaged. They're plugged in. Yes. They understand what the fuck is happening because coups have happened. You know, I mean, every- they ousted a. They yeah. ousted that like <laughs> that bitch yeah, exactly. who was like wrapped up in the cult. I mean, yes. I, I mean, they demo. Everyone, people are plugged in and they understand. Hundreds so, of thousands yes. coming out to the streets peacefully demonstrating. This is yeah. a part of the culture, and so that mm-hmm. I think to see Korean Americans, because this is the thing. I think there has been 
we have to take on our hyphenate as Americans, mm-hmm. you know, as Korean Americans. We have to take on that hyphenate <laughs> with the like the weight of um, with the responsibility that we need to be represented in our government. Like, if we are going to take on the hyphenate as Americans, we need to be represented in our government. And, like, that, I Absolutely. think, is what is resonating with Moon Jae-in. Like, it's like, oh, so now there is, like, a faction of Koreans in America that are being represented in their Congress, in their government. And this is a legit thing. This is for real. This yeah. is not just K-Town. Yeah. This is not just um, a Korean businessman with a lot of... A neighborhood council. Yeah. No, this is a body of Congress. This is a body of Congress. This isn't just, like, an yeah. ajushi with a lot of money. You know, with like no. the most, uh, you know, Saturn dealerships and oh, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? In Garden Grove? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, you know, like there are these ajushis that have a lot of power. And that's the thing yeah. in the Korean American community, most power centered around money and business. Absolutely. And that's why these Republican women there you won. Go. That's the problematic yeah. shit right there. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> there aren't as much. And that, that comes from a very first gen mentality. Yes. And immigrant mentality of conservatism where it's like, well, my skin, my teeth, I did it. Bootstraps. Yeah. It's without actually understanding the context of your success and how you employ black and brown people and still are have like prejudices against them you yeah, know you, like you can't just read that you can't just read the first page you have to read the whole book honey <laughs> yeah. like you can't just like you can't like you the can't cliff do notes that. at least yeah like get a general overview and like yeah. that's i with these gop these gop bitches it's like i mean i was saying this after the election like at least with pollsters and shit it's like when you when you poll Asian Americans, or you think of us as a monolith, you do us as a disservice for yourselves, particularly them, because first generation immigrants are going to look very different than mm-hmm. second generation immigrants. <clears throat> yeah. I call them Kulpu Koreans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But now, like the, ne- the second next progressive generation, the youngs. Mm-hmm. You know, like the Andy Kims, the Marilyn Strickland, not necessarily young, but ideal, ideals wise, young, progressive, Sam Park, liberal, yeah. Sam Park, our, one of our faves. They are, uh, although he's not, un, he's not federally, yeah. uh, but he's, he's on his way. Um, these people, I think, I, I wonder if we have a similar issue that the DNC has where we might be all Korean Americans, but do we have a unified identity? For example, these other two GOP Korean women who won in California, their identity is, I'm going to make as much money as possible and capitalism, 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 small business till I die. Yeah. So whether you care about anything else or not, at least they have that one thing. Yes. You know, what do Sam Park, Marilyn Strickland, Andy Kim, you, me, our Patreon members, our regular members, what do we have in common? What what unites us? Social justice. Yes. And I know, I did a deep ab- abiding belief in that our country should be able to provide the minimum for as much of, of its population as possible. Right? A nation that works for its people. Yeah. 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 Not just for the rich. Not just for the rich. For all of us. Yeah. And if more Koreans, especially the youngs, became more involved, actively involved in guiding the country's like POV and the brand forward, I think we could really do some damage because we are not the Asian American vote overall and the voting bloc and class are the fastest rising group. And also we hold so much purchasing power and money. Yeah. Like, not only are we growing the fastest, we are also getting richest the fastest. Yeah. So in 10, 15 years, they're going to have to fucking deal with us. It's going to look like Bronx High School of Science, 42% Asians, because we had to test to get in. You know, these these others, they're going to have to fucking deal with us. And by the way, you, you talking something about hyphenate before that really made me think, like, we should start calling white people white Americans. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't get to be default just because you killed the first Americans here. 
Yeah, just because you killed, you, know what I mean? you you drew the first blood. Yeah, <laughs> in this country, <laughs> you killed the natives, and then you called yourself Americans. Yeah. No, you're white Americans. If we have to be called Korean Americans, mm-hmm. you have to be called white American too. And guess what? You're never going to call us just American because you look at us and you think Korean first. Yes. Guess what? When we look at you, we see white first. Yeah. I would and never assume I, that you were an American. I would assume that you were scary. <laughs> no, I assumed you're on vacation from Europe. Yeah, exactly. That you're from Germany. <laughs> I would assume yeah. you were from Germany. <laughs> it's time the same amount of, uh, uh, what's it called? The same amount of suspicion should be put on your face as you put on mine. Yeah. Because guess what? If it's not, if America's not for me, it's definitely not for you either. <laughs> yeah, for sure, not for you. <laughs> white, white man, it is certainly not for you. Yeah. Like, I mean, just yeah. the demographics itself. Like, and it's not because they are white. It is because white men are being are, are disproportionately not represented in college graduating classes. They're not disproportionately not represented in like uh, any sort of STEM. Like they're just they're not represented in things that are currently have a lot of capital, like um, uh, base income. And so like moving forward, if you're, you know, guess what? That's because you broke down your own fucking educational systems and you decided that making money is better than knowing facts. So that's on you, dog. (laughs) I mean, like, yeah, it's just teach your kids better. (laughs) But it's like it is it is wild. So. I, my, the thing that I wanted to talk about, there was a, there was a New York Times thing about um, mm. Asian Americans and like sort of like what you're talking about, like the sort of plurality that exists even within Asians as progressives and that um, a lot of Asians also do go very conservative. And it's like this marveling at like the fact that Asian people could be all, all, all kinds of different. And... Um, <laughs> But it Why aren't was you the same thing. Yes, <laughs> but it's it's very specific to like what you're talking about. Um, we've actually talked about this before about the Asian parent that was like bringing the lawsuit about against affirmative action. Oh God! Yeah, Is, was this from Harvard? Mm-hmm. So the oh, same God. thing, the same measure in California was just put up, and then a lot of Asian American Californians opposed affirmative action in large numbers. Mm-hmm. Um. Because like they want, you know, they want to be tested in, et cetera. Like all the same things that make us very problematic that also make us successful. <laughs> like, you know, it's a messy little stew. Yeah. Um, and so that, that's just like it's as we move forward and we are more greatly represented. I'm looking forward to like ha- nuance. <laughs> like, yeah. like we are not going to I prefer for us to like have a hearty discussion and then someone sometimes being right another person being sometimes being right or if we i will refuse to ever acknowledge that you're right sometimes you'll just win and that's cool too you know that's what politics is supposed to be i think i'm good with that but anyways this new york times article was very interesting um but outside of that i really wanted to, oh this is the line i really wanted to get to where uh lan Hee chen she's a fellow at the conservative hoover institute at stanford um, and was also, by the way, the policy director for Mitt Romney in 2012. Um, <laughs> they say so she's not good at her job. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's more texture to California blue politics than you might think. Identity politics only goes so far. There is a sense on affirmative action that people resent being categorized by progressives. And that's the thing. It's like. This is a conservative person that I think is foretelling because for whatever reason, conservatives are better at this, but it's kind of foretelling what is going to happen. Identity politics will only take us so far. I hope that the rest of us will drag it beyond that. You know, I think identity politics is good. I like I think that it's important to always acknowledge what and who you are and that are the fact that um, a black gay woman might have different interests than I might have totally acknowledged. Let's let's start there. But in terms of going beyond that, like when you were saying it's like as all well, of, of course us being we blue. should ideally be beyond that, but that's we just can't skip this step though. No, we have to. There's so much correction that has to be done before we can be like, all right, blank slate, everyone. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> that's that's what's act, that's what's I think at 
in question is this idea that like I'm I'm an American, you're American, we're all equal. And it's like No. But you but it's not. And the more mm. you deny that, the more you deny people of colors struggle to get representation reality the reality yes the the reality yes exactly i mean you're telling you're gaslighting you're telling us that oh it's absolutely the same experience between an asian black latino white person it's not it's actually quite different for each group and within each group it's very different different for different types of latinos and different types of asians so yeah, for conservatives, it makes sense to lump everything together and be like, what are you complaining about? You have, you have, you could vote. Yeah, but you're redistricting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, you have representatives. Yeah, but you're, you're in power. Yeah, but you're blocking all the ways we can use that power. So if you're not actually learning fucking U.S. history and understanding where we've been, so to know that where we can go or where we are, there's just no communicating. You can't communicate with people who won't look at facts. Or, or that's what it's come down it, to. And acknowledge it or, as being yeah. facts. Like, I as mean, that's just, fact. We're like, yeah. oh, that's your opinion. It's like, it's not opinion. I mean, we can't. Okay, let me amend that then. I look forward to the day, maybe in the far future. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. I, no, I agree yeah. with you. I, I agree with you that this is where we ought to be. Yes. But that's what Lan He Chen is not understanding. Right. Or not, not acknowledging. At all. You know, at all. Maybe she's, you know, and she's, I don't want to say this, but she sounds Chinese. And <laughs> Chinese, I'm, no, no, that's not what I'm saying. I think Chinese people just have had a longer history in America. Yes. So second, third generation Chinese people tend to be uh, pulled away from the original immigrant experience, whereas Koreans are a newer immigrant class mm-hmm. in Asian America. You know, so, and not to mention the Southeast Asians who get, even on on top of, um, you know, just basic Asian racism, there's colorism involved with that. Yes. You know what I mean? Like so, like to say a Cambodian or Filipino American struggle is the same as a third, fourth generation Chinese American <sighs> who has had true. doctors in their family. Yeah. You, it's not equal, dog. Like that's not the. We're not talking about apples to apples, and we need to stop saying that they are. And when she's and, and that's what a, these Asian Americans who who do not fight for affirmative action, I think they're stuck in this place. Where they're like, but I'm not Asian American. I'm an American, and yes, I'm white. I'm, I'm just as good as the white. And I like, and I did it without any of it. Exactly, I did it without it. So why? Why? I mean, and this is why the conservative. Can't you? Yeah, the conservative. It's systemic. Yes, and the but the conservative line is that period. This Horatio right. Alger, let's pull ourselves by our, our own bootstraps. But the thing yeah. is, that's never worked. Didn't happen then. It, that was that. That's that. Horatio Alger was telling the story during the Great fucking Depression. No one, no one had bootstraps. No one had boots. <laughs> no one you can't had, do anything if you don't no have straps. fucking boots. I mean, <laughs> so I'm saying that I, I think I, I, I'm still wearing slippers. Yeah, <laughs> inside in my shanty. Yeah. <laughs> but like the thing is, like I think when we are at least right now when we talk about when you're like well what do we as asian americans have in common how can we rally i think Mm -hmm. for me personally i i bemoan the lack of nuance or whatever but i'm being radicalized as you have been radicalized so i for me my mind is just like i vote blue let's just do this blue thing and let's try to get this blue thing as far um into this congress as possible I just want, and I mean, I, for the first time in my life, I watched MSNBC. I didn't, I didn't want to, but I just wanted to hear somebody talk about my team. And I think it's helpful to think about it that way. I was just like, I just wanted to hear like someone from my team talk about my team and then like, and then dance about my team. Like I just wanted totally yeah. partisan coverage. And speaking of that, I think that as we all, as most of you who are listening probably know, the runoffs in Georgia are... All right. it's it's happening it's heated it's happening and as um very heated and the asian american vote could help decide one of georgia's most competitive congressional races mm-hmm. the seventh congressional district uh covers um gwinnett county and it has the it's a georgian county it's the county in georgia with the largest asian american population 
I think that's where Sam Park's from. Yes, I do too. Yeah. Because uh, he's in this article in the Atlanta Journal, Atlanta oh, cool. Journal Constitution or whatever. And um, so if I wanted to just cover this organization that is helping get out the vote there, it's Asian Americans Advancing Justice. A-A-J-A. A-A-A-J-A. And if you want to donate, if you want to help out, that the their uh, website is up and open and um, how getting taking money, um, and, <laughs> <laughs> and so this is should we're they're actively just trying to get Asian Americans to vote because old people t- stereotypically have not voted. This is the problem. The same thing inside of white America is that the rich Asian people always go vote, mm. and poor Asian Americans don't go vote. Because they feel disfranchised from the process, and they feel every every right to feel disfranchised because they have been disfranchised. <laughs> right. Because um, they often. But like, that's what they want, folks. They yes. want you to feel disenfranchised and think that your vote means less than you think, and it could it couldn't be further from the truth. Especially as you see how the Republicans are like throwing these absolutely crazy, insane, baseless, without any evidence charges of fraud just to muck up the system. These transcripts that I was watching, uh, that I was seeing of Rudy Giuliani in Philadelphia with the judge is absolutely crazy. He's yelling fraud and the judge goes, okay, well, if you are saying that it's fraud, by the statutes of fraud, blah, blah, blah. You need to uh, p- provide this evidence that says that it was fraud and blah, blah. So uh, I'd like you to present the evidence now. He's like, it's not fraud. It's actually blah, blah. You know, it's they, it's a huge conspiracy against our, lead, our, our dear leader. You know, like they're really going into like North Korea fascism, yeah. culty speak. Yeah. And we really have to, I mean, I saw another Twitter video that broke my heart. About a kid, a kid was secretly um, uh, videotaping his mom calling his teacher and screaming about an assignment about the election and how he colored it in. And she was screaming at the teacher about like, this isn't what happened, blah, blah. blah. And she was like, where did you get this information? And she was like, uh, I Googled it. <laughs> then she goes, well, you shouldn't Google it. Google doesn't know everything. And, you know, like when I go on OAN, there some of these states have not even been called yet. And they're gray. So the correct answer is no one won. But you said Joe Biden won. And she was like, ma'am, I understand you're upset, but ma'am, this is a Wendy's. These are the yeah. facts. Yeah. <laughs> like, <come laughs> I'm actually at my second job yeah. at a Wendy's because we won't teach. We won't pay teachers. That's isn't that crazy? Like the fact that we know as a trope. As an American public education trope, it's almost a fucking old joke now how little teachers get paid. Yes. No one is stopping to think that that's an issue. Why are we not all screaming about that, that teachers don't get paid? In Korea, teachers get fucking gifts. Yeah. There's Teacher's Day, mm-hmm. a whole holiday where we celebrate teachers. That's true. Like, this is a country that puts education and being smart on a pedestal. We have put confidence and <laughs> looking good yeah, and being for, rich. For a swagger. Yes. Swagger. I mean it's I mean that's a very American thing. I mean my mom it's whenever very American. When, yeah. and that's so sad. My mom whenever it's she sad would that give, that's our brand. When she whenever she would give gifts to my teachers, they would always be like yeah. this is too like you know how many like yeah, yeah. formal tea sets that like my fourth grade teacher got like <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> too much. My mom one time brought in jewelry and my teacher was my second grade teacher was like what the hell? She thought it was a bribe right. and my mom's like no 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 you keep it because it is it is kind of a bribe. Yes. It's like you know look out for my kid. Yeah. But yeah, it is a little bit it, of bribe. That's that's also. <laughs> it's a fucking bribe. Let's be honest. <laughs> but you know there's a inherent respect for the teacher enough to bribe her yes you know, like that's my, my what mom would never call missing. my mother my mother would never call to think to call a teacher and yell at her absolutely like not. my mom never. would yell at me for if i came and brought home a piece of paper that said that two plus two was five and i was yeah. like it's wrong she, my mom would be like things are different in america 
Two plus two is five. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Yeah. You respect your white you, teacher. You respect your teacher. <laughs> she would call the teacher and be like, you're not going to believe what my, my fucking daughter said about you. <laughs> you should, we, should we hold her back? I think we should yeah. hold her back. <laughs> Anything you say, teach white teacher. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted <sighs> to shout them out. And that's it. That's like, yeah. that was it. I just, I, I know we went deep into awesome. this, like. The, the Esther Coos of the GOP, but like, I mean, I think, the, <laughs> but I just, I think that, you know, there's that and there's also still Asian Americans working on the progressive end, doing the work, putting in and changing, yeah. ch- truly changing what the electorate looks like. And that's amazing. Amazing. Um, my friend Jian, who was a um, kick-ass Korean previously, she's a lawyer. She's fighting for the small guy. She's she's dope. She sends out these emails uh, with a list of dates and uh, links and stuff like that. That how you could get involved in the GA runoff. So I'm going I'm going to be putting that into the show notes, into whatever the show uh, description. So you could take a look at that. If you're interested around the area or if you're just bored and you're like feeling anxious like the rest of us, yeah. not bored, but feeling anxious, one of the best ways to not feel anxious is to be productive. And to if you if you just do something, I swear to god, it just you know how like when you're like feeling bad and you buy something, you feel good? Yes. <laughs> like retail therapy yes. there's like po- a political therapy there really is and here's some of the like dates that you could look out for voter registration deadline it's 12 7 you could get on calls you can volunteer it's very easy to just I, I know it's like shitty to like talk to people but you could just text people you could do text bankings you never have to talk to anyone you know and if they don't write back they don't write back you don't have to feel bad about not reaching someone whatever it's a really easy way to get involved voter registration deadline 12 7 date that will live in infamy um it's, this is pearl harbor day um early absentee mail date is eleven eighteen. so that is today yeah okay um early voting begins twelve fourteen. And the runoff election is 1-5. So those are the key dates that you have to look out for. Um, I'll put the links on everything. I donated to Stacey Abrams' Fair Fight. Um, she's really do some amazing uh, amazing work in Georgia locally. She's grassroots, getting the message out, getting the, the message about the voting class changing in Georgia. This is hugely important, empowering everyone's voice. Um, also, a good place to donate your money is New Georgia Project. Uh, that's a nonpartisan organization. It's actually a 501c3, so you could write it off on your taxes. Uh, but it is about, it does skew Democratic because it's all about getting young, black, POC people registered to vote. And those are the people who are, their, their voice is just not being represented. So take a look at that if you're interested. If not, I don't know, go read a book, leave us a review, <laughs> become a Patreon. <laughs> I mean, I literally just... <laughs> Um, donated to both uh, AAJA and Fair Fight <laughs> in the time you cool. were talking about it. Oh, that was quick. Yeah. That was nice. Oh, Do you feel my, better? My record, credit card information is locked and ready. Locked, locked and loaded. <laughs> <laughs> it's a one-touch Google yes. submit. <laughs> it's like Google being like, you feel sad? I'm here for yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> Spend that money. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. We are back with kick-ass Koreans, y'all. Yeah. My kick-ass Korean. I don't know if we've ever done this person before. I, I can't understand why we wouldn't. But I know. It is very strange chef. that we wouldn't have. Yeah. It's Chef Roy Choi. He's uh, part of the Netflix series, uh, Chef. Uh, it's based on that movie with Jon Favreau. Yes. And uh, it, which was actually really good. It's a touching story about a father and son, and the father figures his life out by cooking and um, getting. John Favreau is good. A truck. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, like, good. he's good. He, he does good stuff. Yeah. Well, the Mandalorian season two, episode one, really loved it. So yeah, he's great. Chef Roy Choi. He was a hotel um, uh, chef. He was just like a chef at a hotel, you know. And he was like, I'm just putting in the work and doing the thing. And then he decided to. Um, you know, make a cookie truck. Yeah. He, he was doing like first. Korean style cookie first yeah. one. And that blew up and blew mil- up. like millions of copies all around the country. I mean the Twitter, like following up around a food truck. Like he's the original food truck. Yeah. 
Yeah, he he launched the revolution of food truck, especially in LA and in in SoCal. He's a legend out here. Uh, he was making like kogi bulgogi tacos and stuff like yeah. that, and that before that became even a thing. Now it's like everywhere. everywhere but he yeah. started that whole thing, and um, right now he is partnering up with Disney uh, to uh, do this thing called Mickey and Friends Giving celebration yeah what it is on november 21st you can go all around the country there's there's pizza shops favorite pizza shop johnny and Vinny's in la very like renowned kind of bougie but really good pizza shop um the other ones are home slice in austin uh there's a whole forbes article about it let me actually go down just in case like people are around the country looking for this pizza um (laughs) so who's participating Six inspired pies, okay? Okay. It's John and Vinny's in LA, which is the Mickey Mouse pie. And these are uh, all pies that are not like shaped like Mickey Mouse, but are uh, inspired. A, inspired by the thing. So, for example, Mickey Mouse pie was included. It's a classic pepperoni. Mickey Mouse is classic. Smoked sausages, fresh mozzarella, aged mozzarella, cacio cavallo. Cacciacaballo. I don't know what that is, but it sounds delicious and topped with onions. Uh, it's a timeless classic. That's so. That's kind of an example. Minnie Mouse, based on her bold, fun print, is going to be bright red sauce, rich and cream mozzarella, and that's the one in Austin at Home Slice Pizza. If you're in Texas, Austin, okay. Bushwick, Bushwick, Brooklyn, you could get the Donald Duck at Roberta's Pizza. Williamsburg, you could get the Daisy Duck Pizza from Roberta's Pizza. Okay. Uh, so Roberta's Pizza, both Bushwick and Williamsburg, two spots in Brooklyn. Yeah, okay. If you're in Brooklyn, Philadelphia, <laughs> you would get Goofy uh, at Pizzeria Bedia. And then in Phoenix, Arizona, you get the Pluto Pizza, Pizzeria Bianco. Phoenix? <clears throat> Phoenix, Phoenix gets the thing? You get, you, I don't get Illuminati's? I don't get a Spacanopoli? No, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's happened. You know what? Maybe it's because it's all like the New York style pizza. That's why Chicago, they skip Chicago, maybe. Well, I don't Chicago's going to skip you. <laughs> she angry <laughs> but anyway on november 21st you can you and your family can all have a socially distanced way to celebrate in a disney themed way where you could bite all the, these different pizzas and then you could you know i don't know get on zoom and eat it together <laughs> he is doing cool stuff he's out here he's teaming up with disney he's teaming up with people at john and Vinny. john and Vinny's is um Owned and operated by these famous chefs, and Chef Roy Choi. It's, he's he's a Korean dude who came from meager background, who was innovative, and now rubbing elbows with these like high flutin chefs. You I mean, know, he's so cool, like though. he was like a tatted Korean guy, like yes. very LA. He's LA. He's badass yeah. and he's kick ass Korean. Oh yeah, I can't believe we've done it before. Okay, yeah. Um, my kick ass Korean is actually related to the um. The organization I mentioned before, Asian Americans Advancing Justice, Atlanta. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I'm highlighting uh, my kick-ass Korean. Her name is Stephanie Cho. She's the executive director of AGA. In Atlanta? In Atlanta, yeah. And she was born originally in South Korea and then grew up in Oregon. And then she moved here. She's like a community organizer. She has devoted her life to this, to organizing, organizing and movement work. And um, before she was here, she was the director of Restaurant Opportunities uh, in L.A., where she worked to raise industry standards and wages for L.A. restaurant workers. Okay, love that. Okay. And this is, I, I liked her, the, the, her sentence at the end of her bio, where she believes in creating... More space for new leadership, developing healthy and sustainable ways of working towards justice for all. And this is where it got me. Is And is moved by transnational forms of expressions of solidarity and movement building. It's like, this bitch wants mm. to, like, change the world. Cool. Yeah. Like, awesome. know, like for real. Like, like. <laughs> Inspiring. <laughs> I know. I mean, like, okay. I can't wait to vote for her someday. Or probably she won't because that's, like, selling out to the man. I can't wait to um, do a coup with her. <laughs> do a coup. <laughs> a kukiki. <laughs> awesome. Kick ass, Stephanie Cho. Reach out um, to her if you want to get involved in Atlanta, I'm sure, or you know, her organization. 
And also, if you're around those uh, places on November 21st, maybe go for like a Minnie Mouse pizza or whatever and share with your friends. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. This has been a fun app. Yeah. We'll talk. Oh, wait. What? Are we talking next week? Oh. What do you mean? Thanksgiving. <gasps> next week's Thanksgiving. Is it actually? Oh, yeah. We're, we're do- uh, yeah. It's, well, we would record the, the night before, the day before. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get on. Do you guys want a Thanksgiving episode? Yeah, you want one. I mean, yeah. Well, some no, of you I, are, hopefully, none of you are getting to your... together with your family. <laughs> yeah, you're going to need something to do. <laughs> All right. Keep it safe. Bye, okay, guys. Bye. Audio.